This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy. On this episode, we get Gabby Bernstein, and she's been long loved by her readers as a spiritual teacher, a motivational speaker, and a catalyst for profound interchange. For over 16 years, Gabby has been transforming lives, including her own. Uh, she's a New York Times number one bestselling author and has penned nine books, including her latest, which we'll talk about, Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace. She also appears regularly as an expert on Today and Good Morning America. She's the host of her podcast, Dear Gabby. Oprah's called her the next generation thought leader, and I'm excited to call her a guest on this show and a friend to the show. You're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. Gabby, welcome to the show. Good to have you here. It's so nice to be with you. You have lovely energy. Like the moment we entered, I was like, I like this dude. This is nice. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Um, look, for, for the listeners right now who may not have had the pleasure of being acquainted with you or getting to know who you are, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started? I think your journey's super incredible. I know it. And I know you've battled some inner battles, but I'd love to hear how you became uh you know, the transformational person, the New York Times bestseller. Uh, what did Oprah call you? The new thought leader. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I'd love to hear your journey. And I think it, it will benefit the, the listeners a lot. Absolutely. So I've been on an entrepreneurial path and a spiritual path <laughs> side by side for, uh, Jesus, 22 years. Oh my God, I'm aging myself. But I did start my career when I was 20. Uh, and I began promoting nightclubs and I was really good at getting people to the clubs and I was making a lot of money. And I was like, wow, I don't have to ever work for anybody. I know how to make money. And I never wanted a job. I never wanted a boss because I knew that I would just try to take over the company at 20 and like pretend like I knew everything. And anyone that's entrepreneurial can resonate with what I'm talking about. That, that feeling of like, I just don't have the desire to be told what to do. I want to figure it out on my own. I want to create. I want to run the show. I want to, uh, I want to be creative. I want to be innovative. And I can say yes. To, I could say yes to anything. Like I could, anything I wanted to do, I was going to put my mind to. And so at the time I was into partying in nightclubs in New York city, I was living. And so I started promoting nightclubs and quickly transitioned it when I was 21 to turn that into a nightlife PR business. I was 21 to 25 when I ran that business. And in that time, I ran the business. It was very profitable. It was doing great. We were well-known. It was me and a partner. I was very good at selling, selling our services. I, I figured it out because I didn't have any degree in PR. I just like, knew I liked going to the clubs, knew I could promote the parties, and then started pitching them to the press and just was a publicist. I just figured it out. And I was good at sales, so I just made it happen. But by the middle of this career, I was not only doing great at work, but I was also partying a lot. That partying turned into a casual cocaine habit, which ultimately became a very destructive cocaine habit, which brought me, brought me to my knees at 25. And at the time, I was always on a spiritual quest. And I had been since I was a child. My mom taught me how to meditate as a child. And so that foundation was placed within me. But I had turned my back on it with the drugs and alcohol. And then when I decided to get clean and sober, there's a lot more detail to this story, but when I get to the good stuff, when I decided to get clean and sober, it was really, really clear to me that I wanted to take the spiritual principles that I was 
applying and learning and living by now as a sober young woman and express them through a medium that I was already familiar with as a public speaker. Because even when I was doing marketing and PR, I was speaking publicly for free for five years, just in marketing classrooms, NYU, Baruch, Syracuse. I was just speaking wherever I could because I loved it. And so I said, okay, let me take that skill, that, that, that passion for motivational speaking and use it to share and serve in a transformational way in a way that's going to teach people about spirituality and crack people open to what it means to have a spiritual connection. And so I started that career as being a spiritual teacher, motivational speaker when I was 25. I wrote, I published my first book when I was 28. I've written nine books in 11 years. And the journey of being an author and a speaker has not only been a journey of being in the service of others, but also greatly being in the service of myself because in order for me to put my face on these books and really stand behind the messages, I've had to live them. And that brings us to today, which is this my new book, Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace, is a culmination of decades of personal growth that have now developed into a beautiful memoir and guidebook for everyone that's suffering in any form that wants to feel better. I, I'd also imagine that it's a decade of different mindset shifts. And I know, I know you're, you're very big on mindset shifts. What's one of the most important mindset shifts that we could make that will benefit us the most? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Self-compassion. We spend most of our days in this storyline of, oh, I did, I fucked that up or, you know, judging ourselves or comparing ourselves or, uh, feeling bad about the ways that we didn't show up the best we could or thinking we have so much more to do, overworking, overwhelm, burnout. What if we just spent our days leading our day, leading our life through the lens of self-compassion? That would be really different. If I was trying to, you know, be in my workaholic mode that I've recovered from, I would have been like showing up to this really exhausted, really burnt out, like, okay, man, they got to get going. But instead I'm really loving and compassionate and courageous and confident. And I just lean into that feeling every day. And that self-compassion is like, okay, you know, you need to shorten that podcast later. Okay. Do it. 15 minutes. You need an extra 15 minutes, like whatever it is, that level of thinking and treating myself has been radically transformational. Uh, I agree. And I think entrepreneurs are more guilty that, of this than, than anyone else. I think as entrepreneurs, and you're an entrepreneur, you, you, you get this, is we take on our clients' problems at times as well, right? So we have our own problems, and then we go to bed taking on our clients' problems, and we carry a lot of baggage with us that our clients don't even realize that we take on. But when you're the head of the business, there's a lot of fires that you're dealing with. There's a lot of responsibility that you have. How do you then balance that, right? How do you balance that? I need to take this on. I need to be the leader. I need to be hardworking. I need to do all this, but then have that, that, that almost like that inner peace type of, of moment. Yeah. Well, the read the book. (laughs) It's I, I joke, but it's true. I mean, this book is absolutely effective for anyone who in any way is taking on that pressure. But what I would say is whatever we take on from others or the expectation that others have of us, 
isn't actually going to benefit them. There's no amount of our suffering that's going to benefit your client or your partner or your child or anything. So the more that you work on your, this is for any human, but let's speak directly to the entrepreneur right now. The more personal growth work that you do to, to clean up the shit from your past and to reprocess how you can be steady and calm and feel safer in your body in the present, the better employer you'll be, the better, better you will be for your clients. You won't be as reactive. You won't be burnt out. You'll be, have clear boundaries. You'll have clear boundaries that don't make you look like an asshole. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the it difference between with clear boundaries. Yeah. It starts with you because, you know, I work with so many independent contractors and it's funny because I got on with you just now. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, let me tell you more about your work. I was like, oh, I want to interview you. And it wasn't because like I had this like long list of why from Molly, which I'm sure she'll give me anyway, or because I'd done so much research on you. I'm just literally jumping in from podcast to podcast right now. Forgive me. But because of your vibe, I was like, oh, this guy's confident. Like this guy knows what he's doing. And that is the, what I call your super attractor power. And so I'm not, I don't know necessarily if you've done a lot of transformational work or anything, but I do get a sense that you have a connection to your own confidence. And that's a quality that I think only comes with some, some inner work and, and some, and some awareness. Do you, do you think there is, uh, uh, and thank you for that, that, those kind words, but do, do you think there is balance? Like I, I was talking to Randy Zuckerberg about this and she was saying, there's no such thing as this balance, right? It's lopsided. You have to deal with certain moments and there's, 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 you know, some moments you're more in work and some moments you have more of that inner peace and you have to find that those, those times. Do you think there is absolutely that, that work life and that spiritual balance? Yeah. 100,000%. Listen, I live both sides of it. So I can say yes, 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 yes. But the balance, and this is going to sound heady, but I really mean this. This isn't just some spiritual mumbo jumbo. My cat's crying outside my kitten. I might have to let her in. Um, here, I'll let her in. But the but the the thing I want to make sure I'm very clear about is that balance has to come from your own internal condition. Come in, girl. And if you're not steady in your system, then you're gonna act out with with workaholic behavior, burnout behavior. That's all your own stuff. You're running from an impermissible feeling that you haven't worked out. You're running from a reactivity that you haven't healed or a belief system about yourself that you haven't healed. And so when you heal those patterns, you can be mad busy like I am right now, but still be balanced. Because I've healed a lot of those storylines from my past, I don't feel inadequate if I'm not overworking myself. I don't feel like I can't get it done. And I also know that I can care for myself along the way. When you started putting yourself out there and, and talking about your story. I, I think in my line of work, you know, I see a lot of people who are afraid of putting themselves out there, whether it's imposter syndrome or, or probably the number one factor is fear of being judged right by others, especially on social media. Um, what can, what can, what advice do you have for the listeners who, who are feeling that way? They, they think they have a message to put out on social media, but you know, they, they don't want they either their fear of the zero people show up to watch their live or the imposter syndrome or their fear of being judged. If you're not showing up authentically, you in a safe, steady, grounded seat of who you are, then people are going to know it's just not going to work. And people would often say to me, like, what, why do you think you're so successful? Why do you think that people are reading your books or watching your videos or listening to your podcast? 
because I am grounded in who I am. I'm speaking from my own authentic truth. And if something I'm not ready to speak about, I won't touch it. I won't speak of it. I've been in this field for 16 years. And if you will listen to one of my talks from a decade ago, you'll feel the same authentic connection, but you might not hear as deep or vulnerable of a story because I wasn't there then. I was in a different story then. But the authenticity is there because I was teaching from where I am. So teach from where you are. Don't pretend to be somewhere else. Because the the moment that you notice yourself like being anybody but you, you've lost the audience. In in your line of work, when when you when you're dealing with people, where do you find most people get stuck? Um, you know, and and you talked about this. Uh, I think you talked about like the patterns that keep them unhappy in that loop that they stay in. What's the most common uh, pattern, and and where do you find most people end up being stuck? I think people get stuck with fear. Fear is particularly in entrepreneurial settings, fear is often a driver, but it's also a block. Hmm. So the way that it's driving you is a unbalanced, extreme way. So maybe you think, okay, my fear is why I have this edge, but what if you could just soften that edge? You could still get a lot more done, probably way more done. And so fear when it's driving the show is actually blocking you from attracting what it is that you really want because it's a it's like a really frantic energy. And so it's deflecting the clients, it's deflecting the your your own your own stamina. It's taking a toll on your body. And there the fears that we carry into our careers and into our life and into our relationships are unresolved from our childhood. They're unresolved experiences you can call, I, I refer to them as trauma, trauma with a big T, trauma with a small T, hmm. trauma with a small T that affected my career was when I was in sixth grade, a boy told me I was stupid. And I just took that storyline on. And it's only amazing was, what we hold on to. Eh? It's incredible. And I went on and on and on for years with that storyline only until really recently. It almost held me back from writing my first book. And then it also gave me a lot of momentum too, because I was like, I'm going to prove myself to the fucking world, you know? So it had value, but not in a good, non-extreme way. Now it has great value because I've gotten myself back to a place of reprocessing that fear. And now I wrote, in order to write this book, I had to do a tremendous amount of research. I got trained in a therapeutic system recently that I fell in love with. It supported me and I write about in the book. And so I'm doing things in my education that I'd never done before because of that recovery. It, do you, do you find there's a benefit, like, especially for entrepreneurs or, or high motivated people to use that, whether it's a li- little T trauma or the fear and use it almost as a chip on their shoulder? Oh yeah. So small T trauma is like what I mentioned. A big T trauma is sexual violence or being neglected as a child or having an alcoholic parent or the big, the big stuff, the tragedy or living through, uh, you know, an earthquake or things that are really, really um, disruptive to your nervous system and particularly repeated often. But both big T and small T trauma have a major effect on the way that you show up for your life. You know, I once had a therapist that said, that your trauma, that, that even the way you brush your teeth is, has a connection to the unresolved trauma. It's crazy, but it's true. And so the ways that we show up in life can be really extreme as a result of those unresolved wounds. 
it shows up in work a lot. I see this a lot in the entrepreneurial space, particularly with no, with men and women. It's everyone. It's everywhere. The workaholic, the achievement junkie, the burnt out person that's running the business, the there, I see it because I was it. I lived it. You almost, when you, when you talk to those people, they're like so burnt out that you can just sense that they're on the edge of cracking, but they're kind of like trying their hardest to keep their shit together. That's so common in the entrepreneurial realm because while the work is really fun and inspiring and productive and maybe even really serving the world, it's also a form of running from impermissible feelings. And so when you're in that extreme role of entrepreneurship, of pushing yourself against the wall, throwing yourself against the wall, falling apart, getting back on your feet, you are absolutely running from something. And that's the first exercise in this book, Happy Days, is to really help the reader recognize their triggers, what happens in their body, how they react, and why they're running, what they're running from. Interesting. Uh I know I have you for a short period of time. So I want to touch on something that's super common now is anxiety, right? It's a big issue right now, especially in, in, in the entrepreneur world. And especially in the lack, given what the last two years have been, uh, we're seeing a giant increase in, in anxiety. Uh, I know you, it, it's something you're passionate about too, and, and you have your thoughts on it and, and ways to deal with it. Um, I'd love to hear from you for the listeners uh, who may be battling it. What's your advice? Most people are suffering with anxiety right now. My advice is uh, first and foremost, just stop resisting it. So you could even talk to your anxiety. All right, I see you. I notice you. What do you need from me? How can I help you? What would you, not what do you need from me, but like, how can I be of service to you? Like, what can I, what can I do to help you? And then listen, if you don't hear anything back, which is possible, uh, then there's plenty practices I can give you to start to regulate. But I think the first step is to notice it and be compassionate toward it and be curious about it and be courageous enough to just settle for a moment and just listen. Because what happens is, is we have the anxiety running in the background and then we run, 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 run. So we don't have to let it keep feeling. But as we start running from it, we res what we resist will persist. So it will just activate and activate and activate. Start by say, settling and noticing it and sending it compassion and love. Then place your right hand on your heart and your left hand on your belly. And you could do some breath work. Breathe in for two strokes in your nose and one stroke out your mouth. So it would sound like this. Two strokes in, one stroke out. I feel relief even just in that second. Like I just settle. Other things that you could do to relieve anxiety you can tap on this one point. This is emotional freedom technique, which I write about in the book. But the point is between your pinky finger and your ring finger on the top of your hand. And there's a little bit of um, flesh there, I guess it's, it's right there. And you just tap, tap, tap on that point. And this point is an acupressure point that sends a message to your nervous system, to your vagus nerve, that it can relax and settle. And while you tap that point, you can just say this affirmation. I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. You could say something else to yourself that feels more relevant. It's safe to calm down. I let go. I surrender. 
I give up, whatever your language is. And just tap on that point, tap on that point, tap on that point. And the, the, the affirming how you want to feel while tapping on that point sends a major message to your nervous system quite quickly that you can settle. These are methods and tools, but they're really band-aids because, and they work. I'll say that again. These are methods and tools, but they're really band-aids. They work. They absolutely work, but they won't be sustainable and long lasting if you aren't doing the deeper inner work. And it's interesting, you know, I really pray that a lot of entrepreneurs find this book, Happy Days, because I feel that so many entrepreneurs burnt out, overworked, workaholics, judgmental of themselves, while they're extraordinarily successful and they have so much greatness to bring to the world, I do believe that often we find an entrepreneurial path because we want to prove something. Hmm. And so how different would you be? How different would your career be if you stopped running it from a place of wanting to prove something and started running it from just a place of peace? I'll speak for myself. My business is a lot fucking better than I'm running it from a place of peace. My team is much more aligned with me. Um, they trust me. I have clear boundaries. I just so much more manifest in my life because I'm not pushing or trying to make it happen. I just let it happen. Pretty cool. We'll make sure that 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 we promote the book as much as possible for all the entrepreneurs to to read it. I'm going to let you go with this one question because we touched on this earlier, and that's and that's a super attractor. How does one become a super attractor and and kind of live that? I I know you're also a big believer, and I think my biggest change in my success in my career came when I learned that of the abundance mindset and not the scarcity mindset. Uh, and I think there's a lot of people who could benefit from that. So I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on, on both those things. We're all super attractors. We just block it. So the lack mentality is blocking the abundance mentality that's within us. The way that we become a super attractor is to, it's not just about focusing on an abundance mentality and focusing on manifesting. That's all great. That's a better way to focus. But the real work is about relieving the patterns and neural pathways of lack, the patterns and neural pathways of fear, the parts that we've been talking about that have been running the show in such extreme ways have to be relaxed in order for us to fully clear space for that super attractor energy. And when you're a super attractor, what you believe you will receive, what you, when your energy is in that settled state and, and inspired simultaneously, you become a magnet for what you desire and you can do less and attract more. That's a whole other book I wrote. <laughs> well, Gabby, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Gabby's new book, Happy Days, The Guided Path from Trauma to Profound Freedom and Inner Peace is out right now. Go follow Gabby across all social media platforms. Um, and we'll put in the show notes, but we're going to give away 10 copies of your book. I'll, I'll send uh, the listeners 10 copies of, uh, of your book to 10 different listeners. I'll put in the show notes how to do that. Uh, Yay. Gabby, any final words for, for the audience? Yeah. You know, I would say I wrote this, I did, I have this PDF that I'll give you for your show notes and it's 10 ways to succeed as a spiritual entrepreneur. And so if you identify with any of the things that I've mentioned here, or if you're listening and you're like, I want to bring more manifesting into my work and I want to 
feel more relief from my career. I think that's a really nice resource I could give people and I'll give you the link. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. But before you go, are you struggling with growing your business? Maybe it's getting more clients. Maybe it's growing profitably, or it could be just as simple as you want more time back, right? You, you want to spend more time working on your business instead of inside your business. And let's be honest, the dreams we're sold about running our own business. Isn't all that true, right? It's a lot of work. We weren't sold the yacht. We were sold the dreams of the yachts and working on the beach, but it's never been like that. Well, Guess what? I launched a new coaching program called the Market Domination Method, where I'll spend a year with you, hand-holding you, growing your business with you exponentially and profitably. So just head on over to jportnoy.com slash game plan. And if you're interested, book a game plan call with either where either myself or a team member will chat with you. We'll see if we're a fit. And if we aren't, right, well, we'll still give you actionable and valuable tactics and steps that you can make and implement right away into growing your business. And if we are a great fit, well, hopefully you join and we'll get ready for rapid growth. So head on over to jportnoy.com slash game plan and hope to speak to you soon.